We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to another episode of the Golden Bearcast. This is a spin-off episode. We're not really going to talk about Cal that much in this one. Um, Andy is not here, but a different Andy is here with me today. Andy from the Light Years Podcast, um, of course, a part of the Blue Wire fam, just like us. Andy, we finally did it. This is happening. We're, we're, we're doing this, man. Good, dude. It's it feels great. By the way, can how do I sound? Do I sound good? Do I sound great? Oop. I think you muted yourself. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Oh, there we go. There oh, we go. <laughs> what a start. What, what a, a start. <laughs> what a start. You would, you know, here's the thing. You would think as an Asian person, I would understand how technology works. But no, not that type. Um, issues with podcasting and technology every week. Uh, no, nah, man, great to, great, to, uh, great to be on the podcast. I'm excited. Did not go to Cal, but uh, not smart enough. You know, not smart enough to go to Cal. Went to uh, was a um, uh, see. I went to UCSD. Don't even know what UCSD's mascot is. It was a Triton. I was a Triton. So right, those right, were right. good. Those were good times. But uh, now I'm happy to talk about you know everything that we're gonna do here in the in the next hour or so. Yeah, dude, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. Uh, but of course, if you didn't know, this is the Golden Bearcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and uh, this is a this is a Blue Wire Podcast Network crossover event where we got the Light Years, we got the Bay Area podcasts here all we need is what a Niners and an Oakland A's one and we pretty much got everything covered right oh uh, you know SF Giants fan over here for me that's that's the uh <laughs> that's the problem not not an Oakland A's guy although the Giants are about to be the Oakland A's but with more money in a few years because they've got Farhan who's running the show so I mean I'm excited I'm actually I'm damn near more excited for the Giants than I am for the for the Warriors and the and the Niners coming up honestly because they seem to have the uh they seem to have the best future, at least for the next five, ten years. I mean, living in the Bay Area, you can't you can't not talk about Bay Area sports, right? It's it's like it's bound to happen. You know, I I was born in LA, I grew up in LA, so I'm like an LA fan across the board. Not a Dodgers fan though. I'm an Angels fan. That's where I, that's the games I grew up watching. It's rough. It's a rough time. But we still have a World Series win in, in the millennium, so I'll I'll take that. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, you know. Um, I think the first thing I kind of wanted to talk, because we have a ton of things that we want to talk about just between you and I, but for the people that are listening that may not have heard about you um, and so on, like where does your 
you know, you, you do the light years podcast warriors basketball. Like where does your basketball history or like fandom really start, you know, as you're from the Bay area? Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in San Francisco, um, born and raised here. Um, parents, parents from Hong Kong and, uh, and, 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 and in a random village in China, um, in Toysan. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I started when I was young as, as a Warriors fan, I was kind of stuck with that team. They were terrible. So it was, I hated the Lakers, right? Like I hated Kobe. <laughs> I hated, I hated Tim Duncan a lot growing up just cause I was like, Oh, I'm like, this guy's so boring to watch. I think everyone hated the Spurs yeah. growing up as a yeah, kid. Just, you're like, that's just boring basketball. It's, it's not it's fun. It's terrible. Watch. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like if the Spurs were, if you put that team in today's age, I, I, I might like them. Like I my yeah. uh, just because I, I just I think Tim Duncan's awesome nowadays but no that that's how I started becoming a Warriors fan um, went to a lot of the games at uh, at Oracle as a as a kid I would say like maybe high school around high school and then I went to uh, college here in the city before going to to San Diego and I would usually buy the tickets for like 10 bucks 15 yeah. bucks yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 10 minutes no let's say 30 minutes before the game starts right so it's like so it's like it starts seven thirty, right? So it's like six fifty-five. We would get a ticket, hop on Bart, and uh, get over to the game. And we would have like upper-level tickets for like ten, fifteen bucks. And then by the time the third quarter came around, you'd be able to sneak down to lower level. Like that—that's yep. what we did. Like the yep. good days. Uh, and you know, in, in college, I didn't know what to do with my life, so I really, uh, I really started watching too much basketball. Uh, J- like Jeremy Lin, I would watch like you could watching the Warriors, but I started watching like the whole league, um, like every single day. That that was Lin Sanity. And uh, I picked up covering the team, and I started covering the team and uh, the year before Steve Kerr joined. So sometime in, I think, 2014, I, I began, like, actually covering him as a, as a media reporter, blogger. Um, and I've been doing it since. Um, I've been writing and doing that. I, I quit writing just because I'm lazy now, so I just stick to <laughs> podcasting because it's easy to just talk all day. Yeah, uh, But no, man, it's, it's been good to monitor them through the rise. That's really where Light Years Podcast came from. Yeah, I mean, talk about a, a perfect name for – you know, the stage of the podcast and the team right now. But I I think that's that's I it's one of those things where it's like it just lines up perfectly, right? Like you talk about the Lin Sanity years and like I think for me that was my rediscovering of the NBA too. Because League Pass, right? Like what a what a crazy, like awesome thing that the NBA did with League right. Pass that just gave us access to any other team that you wanted to watch that wasn't in your specific neighborhood. Yep. So, yeah, and I remember going to those Warriors games. Like I remember going to watch Kyrie when he was when he first joined when he first got to the league at the Warriors. I was four rows up from the baseline on the Warriors bench, and it was forty bucks, <laughs> like just ridiculous prices. Even for like a college student, you're like, oh wow, that's 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 a steal. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I, you know, I, and I think a lot of the complaints about Oracle have been, you know, some of it I, I really think is, is tough because, you know, that, that, that team got so good and they got so good quickly. And, you know, I, I can't blame the crowd. Like, I don't really blame the crowd for what it was because, you know, you don't get the same fans when tickets go from 20 bucks to 250. Like, yeah. I, I don't you're not going to get the same fans. And a lot of the fans that get those tickets get them for free. Um, so they're not even paying for those things. So they don't really have a vested interest of going there and rooting for the team outside of just going the novelty of going to a basketball game. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't like that's that's not how I would generalize Warriors fans. And I think that was kind of a tough part for them. That's how life goes. You know, like the team gets good. They get expensive. People can't afford expensive things is how the United States works. You know, like it, it, it was tough. But uh, 
But there, there, there have been some good moments in that place. Um, and I think with Chase Center, there's going to be some good moments in that place too as, as soon as we can get that place to open up someday. Have you have you been to Chase Center? Have you I've watched a game at Chase Center? Yeah, I've been a couple times. I, I like it's a, it's. I, I, here's what I think. It's an airport. Yeah. Like, that's what Chase Center is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's just it's a massive airport. It's beautiful. It's it's just it's big. Like it's yeah. just big inside. The jumbotron is massive. Yep. Everything's beautiful. The food is great. The alcohol is great. Um, it's just a big place. It the, the thing is, the team sucked when it opened, and yep. so nobody watched. Nobody cared about the games. And then COVID hit. But um, that place that place is gonna. I mean that place is gonna explode. Um, that area they've built it in a pretty good area too. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll 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 put some bars around that place. They'll, they'll build a re- they'll build kind of a, like a they'll build kind of like a culture around that area, which should be fun. Um, but uh, no, I'm excited for it to come back. It's a, it's a good spot. Um, it, they just kind of need the team to be good. That's where they need Steph to kind of carry them because it doesn't seem like the rest of the org is. But uh, it's a it's a good stadium, good arena. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a great area. I mean I. I think the best thing for them is to kind of emulate what, well, now Oracle Park, right? What they yep. did around that area with all yep. the bars and just what you're used to. Like, I remember just during the World Series, we'd go out there. We didn't go to any of the games, and we were there at the bars. And just like the entire, you know, four or five block radius from the stadium is just, it's rocking. Right. Right. And that's right. kind of what they want to go for, which in San Francisco with, with the views and everything, I mean, why not? Yeah. Whew. <laughs> um, I mean, let's move away from the Warriors a bit. Let's talk about. I don't know how much you know about Bay Area hoops beyond the Warriors, but um, I guess I guess the question I wanted to ask you was, you know how the G League just made that Ignite team out in Walnut Creek, arguably the most hyped G League team, I'd say, since its creation, and no one is able to go watch that team despite right. all the talent that's there. But like, what do you think is the draw with just hoops in the Bay Area and them trying to expand it out here? Like, because... I never would have suspected them to put that team here in the Bay Area. Like, well, especially out in Walnut Creek, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to say, I can probably count the amount of times that I've, on one hand, that I've been to Walnut Creek. Uh, not not my type of, uh, <laughs> not my type of vibe or, or place to be at. Though I do hear there's a big Middle Eastern population, so good for them out there. Um I found it interesting. I, I think what Joe Lacob and the Warriors are, are, what they're really trying to do is they're trying to create um like this kind of hub for basketball in the bay area um and i think that the g league ignite is part of it now the, and, and the santa cruz warriors they're always fun yeah. right um they just lost tonight in the semifinals but um they've been good they've been bad but they're a fun place people in santa cruz watch mm-hmm. those games um so it's pretty sweet it's not like it's a dead kind of it's just it's not like it's just a team like the thing about the warriors they don't they don't and maybe some of it is not great is they want to build something that can make money. Um, and I think that whatever it is, they'll do it. Like, I think the Raptors who are really good, sometimes they build some of these things like the, the Raptors team to kind of develop players. Like that's their number one goal. I'm yeah. sure that the Warriors number one goal is doing that too. But I also feel like a lot of the times they just want to do it because they know they're going to make a lot of money doing it. Um, and yeah. you can kind of see that with the chase center. Um, with the Ignite team, I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. I don't think they know what they're going to do. Um, but that's a lot of talent. Like Jalen Green and Johnny Kaminga mm-hmm. are top, are the two of the top five picks. They'll go in the top five, both of them. I yeah, just don't yeah. know where. Like from two to five, it, it's any of those guys, right? Kate Cunningham going at one. Um, and Deshaun Nix is going to be a lottery, like late lottery guy. Late lottery, yeah. top 20 kind of guy. And so 
A um, lot of talent there. I, I, I don't know, you know, moving forward, how much that what that means, right? I think with some of these, with some of these young guys, uh, they go to college because they have the college atmosphere. You know, like yep. uh, you, you don't get a college atmosphere in Walnut Creek. You, know you don't, I mean? you don't get the guy on campus feel, right? Yeah. You don't get you don't get that in Walnut Creek as you know. If you're a 18 team. years old. Do you want to be on a <laughs> creek? Like I don't think Jalen Green wants to be there, but 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 like from the perspective of development, it's probably way better to be at G League Unite than to be at Duke. Quite yeah. frankly, so yeah, yeah. It's just it's one of those things. I mean, when they stayed when they said they were going to create out in Walnut Creek, I was like, who's going to even go and watch these guys play? I mean, scouts will be there and all that, right? But like. I guess people will go out there because if you bring in those big names, but that's also like a very specific group of basketball watchers. Like you need to be heavily invested in, in draft stuff and, and prospects to make yourself like willing to go out there to watch those games. Like I would have gone out, but right. I don't know if the average Warriors fan would have gone out there to, to see if they're, if the Minnesota pick ends up being one of these guys that, you know, is playing right there. Right. Right. No, I, I no, who knows? Walnut Creek is like, I don't know. It's a, it's a, you know, it's it's an it's an odd spot, but um, I I think there there is a lot a lot of Warriors fans though. Like I think that's another thing. Like I don't think people understand the breadth, the amount of Warriors fans that there are. Like, yeah, I, I didn't uh, just just look at Steph's numbers in terms of like who cares about him and, and what like, the, the engagement that he drives. I mean, Warriors fans. Um, I think like you can see that kind of I'm looking at my podcast. It's not like we're great fucking podcasters. <laughs> But just people love the Warriors. Like, there's nothing that gets people more frenzied than, than really the Warriors, um, and especially Steph Curry, right? Um, and I think the same thing goes for L.A., right? Those Lakers teams. You know, the Lakers yeah. have built up decades of just being successful. Um, and I think that they have a rabid fan base. And I think, you know, it just – I don't even – I don't know if I want to go on meta, but I think that's maybe the <laughs> NBA's problem is that they need more rabid fan bases. They do. They yeah. do. They, do. Yeah. they don't You're have right. enough of them. You have them in football. You don't have them in basketball. Yeah. I mean, I guess the the next comparison, and uh, one of my writers asked, wanted me to ask you this, is in your opinion, why do you think some people believe that college basketball is a way better product than the NBA? Is it, is it maybe because of those fan bases that you have, just because they're just the loyalty aspect of it, regardless of if the team's good or not, you just have that going? 99% of people root for teams. Like, that. that's really how it is. Like, they, they want to root for a team. Like, we all love... Like, how many LeBron James are walking through the NBA? You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. And, and, like, LeBron James fans will follow him to the end of time. Like, they'll follow him to hell. But, like, that's one guy. Like, I, I even think if you're talking about Steph, Steph Curry and the Warriors, if Steph, like, God forbid, knock on wood, he goes to the Charlotte Hornets next season or two yeah. years from now when he's a free agent, Warriors fans are going to be Warriors fans. Look, I'll like the Hornets. I'll watch them. They'll be my second favorite team. But, <laughs> like, we'll still remain a Warriors fan. But, I like, that's just how sports is. Now, to combat your point, I do think college sports. I, I, I'm not a fan. I actually think college football is fine. Like, I enjoy uh -huh. watching college football. Um, college basketball is rough. <laughs> it's rough. What? Uh, t talk to me about that. Though. What? What about it for you? Is rough. I, I probably should answer your question first about why. <laughs> about about why you know kind of uh, 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 about why people like college basketball more. I, I do think it's a fan perspective. Like like most call most Cal fans. People went to Cal, right? Like, yeah, they, they went to yeah, Cal. Yeah. Like like, and there's a huge amount of people like Alabama. People went to Alabama, but also like I think here's the thing: the, the South is different. Yeah, like it's just like the yeah. South is like they're just different. Like, yeah, and my my buddy who 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 like he went back, but he went to to Georgia, University of Georgia, uh huh. And he said every Sunday would be like prom, or whatever. Like it'd be like homecoming, 
<laughs> like people, like the women would wear dresses. The guys would be like shotgun and beers at 4 a.m. all the way until 4 a.m. You know what I mean? Like it would be just a whole rager every weekend, like just no matter what. And yeah. like, I went, I don't, I didn't go to Berkeley, right? And Berkeley's <laughs> probably the number one like sport, like you, you, uh, Berkeley, UCLA, USC, and California. Like those are probably the three ones. Like I don't know, I could be wrong here, but like, even I don't even think you get that like out here. Maybe UFC's prime, right? Like UFC's prime. My my cow knowledge yeah. goes to like I think Deshaun Jackson. That was when I loved. Yeah. Like Deshaun and uh, uh, who's the quarterback that blew the fucking game? Kevin Kevin, Kevin Riley. Riley. Yeah, fuck him. You know he was he was terrible. Uh, he blew he blew the chance. Like that's what I think of when I think of cow football, right? Um, but like that that's what I think of as the peak. And um, I think it's just that man. Like pe- people love teams. People want to root for something. And I think the NBA their problem is they want to act like uh, most fans root for these players and. I'm going to be real with you. Like, if you want people to care about the sport, they want to root for teams. Um, they don't. They don't want to root for players. Yeah, I, I, I totally. I think your point's valid because it's one of those things where I think you want, you want your loyalty to like a a thing more than a person to be rewarded. Like, you want to root for that team even through the a bad, and it comes out, and you get to the good side of it. You don't want to just follow a team. I guess in a, in a way that you don't want to be a glory hunter, right? Like, you don't. Like, LeBron's the best player of this generation. You don't want to follow him and just be like, yeah, I rooted for LeBron when he was on the Cavs and he finally got that championship. I rooted for him when he was at the Heat and he got that championship. Like, you know, like for Cal fans, I think the the same thing is like, we're we're part of this fan base. We haven't won a Rose Bowl or gotten a Rose Bowl in 50 years. The moment we Jesus. get to that Rose Bowl yeah. is going to be the, the elation of even getting to the Rose Bowl after, right. you know, 50 years of waiting. Like, right. that's the payoff. That, that's like being a Giants fan and a Warriors fan. I, I saw our first title um, or their first title in how many decades, right? Yeah. With the Giants, it was like 50 years. With the Warriors, it was like, what, 70s? And, and like, like that didn't even count damn near. Like, it's the 70s. <laughs> it damn near might have been 100 years, right? Like, that's the type of joy that you get. Whereas, like, I think the problem with the with the Lakers right now is that nobody cares about the Lakers outside of Lakers fans. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just Lakers fans. Nobody hates them and nobody loves them. And I think that's the problem with the Warriors. It's like, well, people hate them. People hated <laughs> that team, right? Hate yeah. them. But they also loved them. And like that in the Miami Heat, like this is not a LeBron, like Miami Heat. People love that team. People hated that team. Hated mm-hmm. them, right? Like that's what generates what people like. Or like that's the passion with the fan base, right? And 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 I think that's the same thing really across every sport. You you need a villain and and you need a team that's willing to do that. With the Lakers, it's like cool, like. LeBron, yay, yeah, you're in LA. They're a fun team, yeah, but, yeah, but that's yeah, about it. Yeah, and also they're born to watch, so it's yeah. like it's a kind of a double whammy. They get great ratings, but it should be better for who it is. You got the greatest yeah. player of this generation on the number one franchise in the entire NBA ever. You should be doing ridiculous numbers, and they're not. Um, and I think that comes back to like people just want to root for teams. I don't even think that's a bad thing. Like it, it is what it is. You can't. How are you? How are you going to change the mindset of people? I, I do think like there are people that take it too seriously, right? Like you could be too serious <laughs> in rooting for a team. Like you just you just you know get really depressed after a lot of stuff like that. You don't need to take it too seriously. But maybe that's just the West Coast of me that feels that way. I think I think you're right. I think the West Coast of me is like, oh, we lost the game. All right, move on. I mean, for me as a Laker fan, and this is probably just just because I'm, I feel so entitled as a Lakers fan, seeing all those championships and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, regular season, not a big deal. Yep. I mean, I think that's the same case across the board for 
I think all NBA teams. It's like, you know, if you're really vying for a championship, does a regular season loss to the Denver Nuggets like really mean anything to you if you're going to still secure a top three seed, you know, in, in your conference? Like that's what you're really vying for, right? So I I think I, I think your point is totally valid. Yeah. Um, but I think that's enough uh, of, of like sports and talk, even though we're a sports podcast, but – we're not here. We're oh. not here to talk about sports. We're gonna talk oh. about other stuff, man. You and I have a great affinity for all things uh, Korean music, Korean dramas. Uh, that's kind of how it's on Twitter and all that. Um, but where's let me walk me through it. Like, when did it start? Like, what was oh, what was man. the tipping point for you to fall so, into this this dark abyss that you will never ever get out of ever again? Never. So my <laughs> friends make fun of me. They're like, you're going through this phase right now. I tell them, believe me, I don't think it's a phase. Um, I hope this connects with the listeners, man. I hope they enjoy this. But um, no, I'm, I'm 29 years old. And, you know, most people go through a Korean phase when they're like in high school, right? Like not a Korean phase, K-pop phase when they're like in high school, right? So I went through that for like just just a little bit, not that much. Like, yeah, listen to a little Big Bang, you know, at yeah. some Young in there. Everybody knew wedding dress. Yeah. And so like... Listen to some of that. You know, the girls like that. So, yeah. I, you know, I listened to it a little bit. But didn't like the K-dramas. You know, always been a rom-com guy, but, like, wasn't a Boys Over Flowers guy. Honestly, I don't even like that uh, show. I watched the first episode, like, uh, about half a year ago. Didn't like it. No, it's a bit you know, over some the of top. It's kinda, yeah. yeah. And a bit – I also don't like Lee Min-ho. I think he's just – he's just <laughs> – like, dude, like, come on. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, But, you know, somewhere along the lines, I, I – I came across uh, Crash Landing is really what it was. Like, I'm not a subtitles guy. I'm a huge rom-com guy. Um, wasn't too big of a foreign film or show guy. But Crash Landing popped up on Netflix one day, and I watched it. The first episode, and I was just like, damn. <laughs> it got you. Uh, it, it got me. Uh, it got, And I rewatched it, you know, uh, about a couple months ago with my girlfriend. And I was just like, God. Like, I really... Like you, it's just it's so corny, it's so over the top, it's it's the people are beautiful, so it's incredibly unrealistic. Um, everything is just absurd. Um, but like that's what got me into it, and um, and and then and then when that happened, I don't even know. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't even know when the IU stuff happened. <laughs> like it just popped out of nowhere. Like I think like a song just popped up. It was like, just all. Know. It was just always in you. Like you just you just yeah. awakened it. It was just it was just there. <laughs> It just one day it just like sprouted, right? Like I don't even know what happened, but like I must have heard her song or like I don't even nobody introduced me to her. It was just it just popped up, and uh, I I remember it was uh, what was the song? I, I it was um, it wasn't Good Day. I think it was like it was one of the blooming songs. It might have been blooming. Yeah. Um. That because it's just so poppy. It's just so yeah. upbeat. Which is like which is like IU does so much different, like so many different styles. Which is like I don't even think that's my favorite style of what she does, but like ever since that started. Um, this was December of 2019, I want to say. Right. So around that area. Yeah. Was when I got started into it. And then here's the thing that really set it off. COVID. COVID. <laughs> right? COVID is what really set it off. It's, I had nothing to do. Like, I wasn't going to happy hour. I wasn't going to raves. So I just consumed K-drama and, 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 and IU music. And, like, that's really how it got started, man. Like, COVID really set this thing just straight rocket chip to the to where, where i am today where we just dm each other all day talking about this stuff yeah i mean it was it was one of those uh like spongebob memes just like one year later and you're just like mm -hmm. no sleep just like k-pop everything all over the computer everywhere just oh 
can I tell you? Can I? So there is a uh, there's two IUK dramas that I watched that I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. It was on a work day, and I I slept at 5 a.m. and I woke up at 8 a.m. It was um it was a 50 episode K drama with with IU. It was like it was like you're the best. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, the family drama. So yeah yeah. It yeah. was a it was like a, it was like a, it was like one of those dramas that it's like like uh it's like on CBS during the like a daytime show. Yeah yeah right? yeah. Yeah, and I remember watching. I was like, Gee, "What am I doing?" <laughs> so I watched all that in like a week. It was absurd. And then I watched My Mister, which is my favorite yeah. K drama of all time. It's not a rom com. And I finished that in two days. Two days. Two, two days. Weekdays too. Just disgusting behavior. And That's then like, I rewatched it two weeks after. <laughs> oh my god! Two weeks after. I mean, it's a great show. I mean, I'm Korean and I I don't do that. Like that's that's incredible. That's that's dedication. I, I mean, I gotta I got I gotta say that's dedication. That's for people that don't know. Like these episodes don't have commercial breaks. These are like hour fifteen, hour twenty minute long episodes. <laughs> You're binge watching them over a two day span, and then two weeks later, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm back in it. I'm back in it for another 16, 18, 16 to eighteen hours. And you've watched it. It's a depressing show. It is. It's not it it's a it's a dark drama. Like it's mm-hmm. not it's not one of those it I mean it's definitely not a rom-com cuz you say that you're your rom-com guy. That's not a rom-com. That's that's into the dark like gloomy sections of dramas. Well, you know, I was learning about Korean you know, I was learning about <laughs> Korean culture back then and I and I didn't know that. I was, you know, I was you know, pleasantly surprised that that IU was a singer and an actress. So I was like, "Oh, this is amazing. Like she could do both." In my opinion, I think she's a terrific actress. Um, and when I started look, watching more dramas, I'm like, oh, every singer <laughs> is an actress. And, like, a lot of them are good. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are good. You know, I always talk to you about, you know, uh, I hope I'm saying her name right, Sejong. Uh, si si yeah. She's amazing. She's fantastic. And a lot of the, and so I'm just sitting here like, and then now, I'm, you know, I've gotten to the point, Rob, where I'm a little disillusioned. I'm a little <laughs> like, I'm a little like, man, I feel bad for them. Like, it's like a factory. They're just churning out these these girls and dudes right where they just got to do all this stuff it's so now i'm i'm that point of the of my korean uh you're 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 stepping up onto the soapbox like you're you've got the first foot on you're you're about to reach that where you're going to be the champion of justice you know against this factory of of uh corporations just churning out korean musical and and talent right right it just it just like you know, I think of these girl groups and you've got some like, you know, and I'm obviously I'm a more of a girl group guy than a guy group guy, obviously. And uh, and sometimes you're just like you see the ones that fail. You see the ones that don't do well. And, and you know, they spend their life savings on it. And I just feel bad. And I'm just like deeply in it. You know, I mean, and I'm just like learning about this stuff. and I'm like, damn. You're like sad. You're like involved at like an emotional level, like personally with them without, you know, like anything else. Like you're like, you're like you know. It's like a Warriors fan who's like invested in like, oh my god, Steph ate at that restaurant. He shouldn't have eaten at that restaurant. Like yeah. that's not a place to eat. It's the kind of that's the same dichotomy. Like you're like, oh, I, I have. She a, signed uh... with the wrong company, man. She signed with the wrong company. She she should have actually went to this place instead. That's a bad bad career move. You uh you you you're sounding like someone that knows what I am because I always <laughs> tell my one Korean friend. Like I only have like there's not many Koreans in the Bay Area. Like it's more of a SoCal thing. Yeah. Um. And she she's from she's from um, 
uh, SoCal. Mm-hmm. And uh, but she's moved up here, and I was telling her like, because uh, she was like, "Oh, you love all this stuff." She was like, "I don't even like all this stuff." <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, like I'm an IU netizen," and she and she literally looked at me dead in the face and say, "Do not say you are a netizen. <laughs> that is some sick behavior." I mean, people. I mean, people don't know this. Like, we've DM'd about this, like between you and me, and I've, I've like, I've, I've honorably knighted you a Korean after you said that word to me. I was like, that's you've gone yourself so far into the weeds if you know what that word means. So deep, so far. <laughs> like, there are these fan cafes that I've learned now that people join. Yeah. Like, like the the Korean the K-pop culture is insane. Yeah. It, it's insane, but you know, it's it's like the passion. It's like with sports, right? You've got just people that are just passionate about this stuff. I love it, man. Like that's passion. The passion and and, and people. I, I never get mad when people get mad at like Steve Kerr or Steph Curry or Draymond. Or like maybe for you, it's like you've got people that are mad at the coach or whoever because they're not recruiting good enough players, right? Yeah. I know Cal football has been down a little bit. Like for me, it's like I love that stuff. Like I want people to be mad, right? Like you want your fan base to be mad, or oh, yeah. you want them to be happy, whichever one, because that's what people care about the most. So, who are you mad at right now? <laughs> <laughs> who? Let's and let's put let's put the lens of like K-pop K-drama stuff. Like, who are you mad at? I, I can't find a good show lately. You know, like so I can't. So find... you're mad at the industry as a whole. Like you're, <laughs> you, it's there now. As a whole, like you know, I, I, Vincenzo is the new one. Right. You know, it's it's got the the dude from Descendants of the Sun, which right. is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Not a good show. Oh really? You're not invested. I am fully invested into that show. Fully. Yeah, I am fully invested. I, 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 it's just, it's just not. Wow. Wait, so okay. there's this. You're gonna have to help me out here because it seems like this is a K drama thing. It's they try to break up a very serious show or very serious story by making like weird jokes or like weird moments where it's just like yeah, like comedic like, relief moments. Yep. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. It. But I I think a part of that too is so I've had this conversation with someone else about this about. Korean shows in particular, like on Netflix and whatnot, and and even movies. And I think the biggest thing here is that those those shows I think aren't aren't catered to like the Western audience, which in my in my view I actually love because they're staying true to like the humor and everything that's definitely more Korean and is more understandable in Korean and more if you're in if you understand the language and the culture, like you get those jokes more. Um, but there's definitely something lost in translation with those with those comedic moments. Like for me, like that. those comedic moments in in Vincenzo, uh, in Vincenzo, I love. Like I think they're hilarious. Uh, but I can see there are certain ones that come to mind right now where it's like, you know what that that wouldn't make sense to outside Korean culture people yep. like that that don't understand why this is a joke. Right. I I, th- I think that's really a, a big one for me is I just don't under I've had a few people you were the first one to tell me that and I really had to sit back and and was just like you know and the thing is I've met a lot of people just off of my K drama tweets and so I just made yeah. friends like like a few like two or three where they just explained to me this stuff yeah and I'm just like I don't know man I'm good I don't get it you know <laughs> Sisyphus Sisyphus is another good one I know Park Shin Hye she's awesome um, yeah. she actually grew on me um, yeah she she's on one of those that doesn't yeah. hit you right away. But you yeah. watch her acting and you watch her shows. And you're like, all right, I I get why. I get yeah, why. she had a few good movies that came out. She mm-hmm. was awesome in. Uh, yeah. it was like this year or like last year. Last year, yeah. Um, that one's good. Um, the the Koreans love time travel. Um, everyone yeah. loves time travel. I feel like. Yeah. But you know they love time travel. Yeah, I mean I think it's also because the Koreans have outgrown some of the the tropes that 
are now are now like being put into like Hollywood and and those types of like what do you mean sad so like you know back in the nineties in the early two thousands is like Korean dramas were like hell bent on using memory loss uh like mm. terminal terminal diseases um a lot of those like uh mysteries behind like their birth like who their actually birth parents are like and all that like you know they were cast aside as as they were born a mom died and you know mm. like those types of story tropes but i think they've 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 done it so much that they've kind of veered away from it whereas they i think america not just americans but i think western cultures is starting to realize that's what works that's what draws people, and you're like seeing stuff that you saw like on a interesting. What are those like noon noontime dramas you see on like CB, CBS and ABC, like a General Hospital, right? Like Days of, Days our, of lives. our Lives, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You you see some of those aspects of it like seeping into primetime, which in my opinion, like the biggest, the biggest like one I can think of is like Grey's Anatomy, just the absurdity of some some of the things that happens in that show, and I think you have to attribute that to a lot of what you know, Korean dramas did and bring it in. And you see it now too, like with the good doctor on ABC, like that's, that's a Korean show that they bought the, the scenario ah, off of. Interesting. Yeah. I highly recommend the, you know, the, uh, you they watch, do love doctor shows, by the they way. They do. Shows I, they love, they love the doctors, the lawyer shows, the cop yeah. shows, like the, the very job specific shows. Yeah. That's an Asian thing. Yo, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, like with the Chinese, like, um, uh, like I, I I watch Chinese movies because um I, I love I, just, I love action and and the Chinese yeah. they, they, so I love I watch Hong Kong movies and like ninety nine percent of them are just cop movies right and like po- police story police story it's just it's <laughs> one all through it what is. one through well, infinity yeah no well, I watch yeah I can't do shows um, like TVB like that's my that's like what my mom watches right but like. It, it's they they've gotten to a point where like the Americans haven't hit this point yet and I think they will is that. The the cop shows are just—it's all depressing as hell. <laughs> like it's not re- like it's not really revenge. It's just a depressing storyline. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if the U.S. are ready for it. I don't know if the Americans are ready for it. It's a uh, it's it's just depressing. Like I watch some of those sometimes. I'm like Jesus, why did I just watch two hours? And Andy <laughs> Lau Andy Lau kills himself in the end, and I'm just like, this is this is miserable. Um, no, but but I think uh, I, I forget I forget what we were talking about already. But I also I also think with with K dramas I. Here I'm very I'm very simple. I'm a simple guy. Um, I root for the main guy and the main girl to get together, and I know like they probably will. But like, what annoyed me the most last year, and I just have this like I just need to get it off my chest. I just still feel, still feel, Itawan class had the worst TV ending <laughs> I have ever seen, ever seen. And I feel like people that don't even watch K dramas watch this one because Itawan class was huge. Yeah, uh, when it came out. So yeah. I'm still mad. The that's, event. that's the that's the hill you're dying on is that Itaewon's class's finale was just not good. Could you not agree? I don't think it was great either. I mean, the <laughs> the, the the rest of the drama was just so strong. It was. That I think at the end, it they're was. like, how the hell do we wrap this up? <laughs> like, that's another K-drama problem, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I And I think what that... So, so here's the thing, right? Is would you rather have a bad ending like that or... Would you rather have like a situation like Lost, where it's just like they did so well, they're like, all right, let's make that second season, let's leave everyone on a cliffhanger, and then you get you just kick the can down the road, right? You're gonna have to wrap this up at some point. Well, well the the Koreans do like the 16 episode stuff. I think is is just it's genius. Yeah, like I think I think it's genius. Like I don't need more than like t- like one season. 
Yeah, like I don't think anything needs more than one season. You should be able to tell it in, in sixteen episodes, and each episode being an hour, hour and a half, right? Like, yeah. But I also think like a lot of a lot of these K dramas start so strong. <laughs> like it on class had like really. I, here's why I'm so mad about it. It really had one of the best like 10, 10 episode starts that I've ever seen. Yeah, like it was incredible. Yeah, the build ups, the tropes, the characters, all solid. And but that also is is part of the reason is because the the what's it the 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 foundation of what where it came from right which is a webtoon was it was just spectacular like the 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 stuff that they had already you know you didn't really need to do much because that's why people loved it so much was because the original wow. writing in the webtoon with the characters were just so captivating that you all you needed to do was translate or yeah translate the script of the webtoons and make it a little bit longer into a drama format yeah and, you know it, it translated perfectly and they you know casting wise they did an outstanding job. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's socioeconomic themes, right? A, a mm-hmm. lot of it, the rich and the poor. I mean, I see that as a, as a huge one in Korean dramas. Yeah. Um, and they always do. I, I Like, that's another trope that I, sometimes I'm in on, sometimes I'm not, because it's yeah. usually like a rich dude, right? Chai, chai <laughs> Bo or something. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, you're, good. Like you're close, ri- you're close. All a right. rich asshole. Like, I'm good <laughs> off of that, you know? Like, uh, you know, it's maybe in 2009, but, you know, it is 2021. Yeah. Um. No, but I, you know, I'm a big. Uh, I I'd still watch a lot. I my I guess my gripe is I can't find a good one right now that's running every week. You know, I, I can't find a good one, so I'll keep working on that though. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I think I mean you named the the ones that I'm watching right now, which is Sisyphus, which I haven't really started yet. I've watched the first episode and I'm like, okay, this is good store because I'm currently like store. invested, currently invested in Vincenzo. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep rolling with that. Two episodes a week, every Saturday, Sunday, yeah, um, and just roll with that and let's see where that goes. Um, Netflix is doing a good job too with the with the weekly episodes, like. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sometimes I watch these shows and I'm watching like four episodes, four episodes a day. You know, <laughs> I so here's the thing that I think most a lot of people don't understand is the reason they do like the one episode like a day drops on Netflix is because they air in Korea on those specific days. So mm. it doesn't go up on Netflix until after it's aired in Korea. So that's why it's like Saturday when you when you wake up or like wake up on saturday here it it would have already aired the day before because korea is a day ahead right so as soon as it airs it goes up on quote-unquote international netflix and that's when you get it same on sundays so that's why it's like most korean dramas are on two-day rotations right monday monday tuesday 
Wednesday, Thursday. Friday is usually for like set aside as one-offs type shows or dramas. And then Saturday, Sunday. And that's how the rotation goes. I will uh I will say I was waiting for uh for Crash Landing to come on at midnight and it didn't come on at midnight. Yeah. You know, you know, I was waiting a minute, but it would come out at like six AM or seven AM or something right. like that. And I was just on pins and needles <laughs> just uh waiting for that baby to come out with one of the longest television endings I've ever seen. I think that thing was like two hours. Yeah. Uh just ridiculous. But everyone um, everyone wanted it. Everyone wanted like a good ending, which they that's that's one of the like most recent ones where I was like I think you and I both agree. It's so one of the ones where the ending was just like, that was a good ending. But then at the same time, there were scenes in that ending where you're like, wait, they could have ended it there. Wait, 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 wait. It's oh. it's still going. Like we're we're now we're going to Switzerland. Like it didn't it didn't end. And then now we're like, <laughs> I mean, did, if you watch Uncanny Counter, the ending was the same way. Yeah, like they, which was a recent one. And like, I, I honestly thought they could have ended it like 20 minutes in, yeah. but like it lasted another 45. Look, honestly, it might have lasted another hour. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, this is good. I, I like it. It's good. Like, it's fine. It didn't ruin the ending for me. But, like, do we need all this? Like, that. Like that's the thing. That, and, that, and that's where, like, I thought, like, I, I thought Descendants of the Sun, that's another famous one. That's in my yep. top five. I thought they did a fantastic job. Startup is also in my top five. That one just came out, like, a month, or it just ended, yeah. like, a month or so ago. I thought they did a fantastic job ending that, in my opinion. Um, and I know a lot of people, I don't know how close your followers follow it, but like that, that thing blew up online, right? Like that yeah. thing, that show was, uh, everybody was on one side versus the other. I thought yep. they had a, I thought they did a great job ending that one. So yeah, it's, it's, it is hard to finish something that, that you start. Like, I think like memories of how Hambro, that's another one where I think it yeah. was like fantastic first, like eight episodes and then yeah, it just yeah. kind of goes down the drain a little bit, but I, they, but like the top ones I think are, uh, the top ones are good. They do a good job ending those things. I think you, you got to, there's so much, there's so many people watching that show. There's like, if you, if you don't wrap it up, right. Like you're going to get those netizens on you on the message boards oh, in your life. Your life I mean, is you done. You saw the startup. You saw the startup <laughs> commentary, right? They yeah. had like, they, they, people were writing think pieces and essays <laughs> on like, on like Dosan not being the right, right person. Cause he's yeah. like an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I was, I mean, here, I'm going to tell you, I was consuming it. I was reading it, you know. I I, I was angry, you know, but I, I understood the way that they ended that show. It was good. It's funny because when you go and watch read those boards and stuff, they kind of look like a sports comment section where they're like, "Yeah, he should have played. He ran the wrong play here. Like, why isn't this guy in the lineup?" It's 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 exactly the same type of conversation yeah. <laughs> that you see in the in those message boards and those comments. What's it's the, what's the same thing when you're talking about kind of like the 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 Cal football team? It's like you know, you know like what type of recruit are we getting? Yeah. Like who should be playing inside linebacker today? Why yep. is this? Why is this like it's a, it's the same? I love it. It's I think it's great. Um, I think it's awesome because you need people to be you need people to be passionate. That's that's sports. That's uh, entertainment. Yeah, you get the and the creativity too. And I'm not sure if people if the coaches or any of the players actually read those things. I hope they don't. But oh, they know. do. <laughs> oh, they do. I, believe me, believe me. Yeah, the play, players do. Even professional, like if professional, think of it this way: if professional athletes do it. Oh yeah, amateur athlete athletes definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I, I I agree. All right, let's. Uh, I got I got a question for you that I had in the rundown. Um, and I don't know if you had time to look over it, but since we're on this topic, we're gonna give our top five. They don't necessarily have to be in a specific order. Let's just say it's just. Let's just say they're they're equal. Okay, just to make it a little bit easy wow. on the both of us. Yeah. 
top five K-pop moments in your mind. And what that means is it could be the first time you heard a specific song, this album drop, um, a YouTube suggestion that you just happened to click on, anything across the board, like your personal moments that happened to you. All right. All right. So I am not – okay, we'll start here. I'm not going to go for a story for each one because it might take an hour. (laughs) But we'll start with IU. We'll start with IU. I think the first time I heard – um, the first time, because one of my favorite songs is um, "Love Poem." Yeah, um, actually, it might be my favorite. It might actually be my favorite song. Um, heard it live. Well, I mean, on YouTube, but I <laughs> I, I, I heard it live, right? Um, and it was it was just it was incredible. She actually did a. Uh, it was in. Uh, you've probably seen it. It was in like a studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like I think recent. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty, it's not the not the Love Poem uh, concert. Yeah, um, the tour. I mean, um, but that that was like one of the top ones where she just like. Like sometimes it feels like when you're listening to her, like she's crying or you're crying or both of you, you know, like it's just that good. Yeah, yeah. That's number, that's part. That's number one. Oh man, number one. That's number one. Okay, okay. I think for me, I think. Let's see. I think for me is when I got to college, and then right when I started college is when Girls' Generation dropped. Oh, and that was a game changer because. They're all the same age, mostly the same age as us, right? Like somewhere in between like the 28 to like 32 age right. range. Like that's right. So it's like, as a, you know, like as a 19 year old, 18 year old kid, you're like, wow, there are people that look like that that are my age. <laughs> it's just eye opening. Um, yeah. And that, I think that's for me is when like I was like, oh, wow, okay. Girls group, I get, I get why people <laughs> fell for girls. I totally get it. I totally it get makes, it. It all makes sense. It, everything clicked. The universe just like you know everything aligned in the universe. I, I have, I have. By the way, I have a girls group for you. I have, I have a story. It's, it, it's in my top five somewhere. But that, that, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. I, you know, and wh- why you said that? I, I wanna, I'll, I'll bring it back because that IU one was a current one. And I, honestly, like, I think she's just like, she makes music in K-pop that's not really K-pop. Like, it's not. What yeah. people think of what K-pop is, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. I, and that's how I feel. It's like she's not Blackpink, she's not, she's not Twice, she's not. Yeah. And I love Twice, but she's not some of these groups that, um, that kind of make music where I just call it. It's just, it's just really, um, it's a little bit sexual, and yeah. it's just like she's, I doesn't do that. I think she's definitely what you would really say is a musician. Like she's genuinely a musician first, yeah, yeah. versus like an act. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah they, like I... I feel Blackpink is like it's just like they go out there like it's a show. Yeah, like you're right. not listening to their songs. Yeah, for the songs you're yeah. listening it because of for all the performance. Of it. Yeah, yeah, and all, all of, of it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two for me probably wedding dress. I mean it's it's every mm. non even for like wedding <laughs> wedding dress when it came out. So two 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 like versions like wedding dress when it came out and so I was in high school. Um, everybody was doing the dance, like yeah. the, the fucking <laughs> dance. Like I, people can't see, but I'm like yeah, yeah, doing yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. dance. Uh, and then wedding dress. Um, uh, a Korean like 19 year old DJ like a couple years ago put together a wedding dress mashup with a Seven Lions song, uh, called Rush Over Me, which is EDM. I yeah. love EDM. And uh, and they put those two songs together in a mashup. And when I heard it, I literally said, "Holy shit!" So I saw him at like some random rave one time, and they had it played, and I was just like, "Yo." Um, so that's like another one where it's just like, well, okay, so it's it's two my two worlds colliding. It's I love EDM, I love K-pop. Like those are the yeah, two yeah, yeah. big ones um, for me. And so um, that's probably number. That's probably like uh, it's in the top five. I don't know where it is, but it's in the top five. Oh, uh, okay, okay, all right. Um, let's see. My number two. Um, 
I have I have more girl group ones, but I'm gonna go veer a little bit differently. I think for me, number two would probably be the emergence of Korean hip hop. Like I'm a I'm a big like hip hop guy. That's what I listened to growing up too. But um, when Korean hip hop like really hit the mainstream with you know the the emergence of AOMG and Jay Park and Simon D and all those guys like like we I was like man we we have music that can sound like this like sound like real American top 100 type hip hop and I was like man I'm I'm blown away by the the talent of these guys but I know you're not a big hip hop guy but I I know I but th- for me it was just if if Mark is if Mark Kim is listening to this which I think he is at, he will at some point uh, he he's he's nodding his head in agreement with me. It's just that that emergence of that over like the last ten years. That's uh that's where so that's where uh yeah because you sometimes send me some stuff and I'm just oh, I don't yeah. know <laughs> it's a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. just I was just listening to shiny or yeah. shin, shiny to, shiny today. shiny yeah. yeah shiny because they they were on I used you know yeah. vlog or, or so of course or channel so I was like of course I gotta listen to them. I was like oh that's pretty good like they're not they're not really hip hop at least some of their new stuff yeah it's like very poppy. Album. Yeah, so I liked it. I enjoyed it. But but honestly, on that hip-hop point, on the kind of the upbeat stuff and girl groups, like number three, probably I when I first heard Twice's I Can't Stop Me. Uh, and I was just like, God damn. <laughs> like, this shit is fucking catchy. You know what I mean? I just remember thinking, oh, God. And I just, I had to, I listen, I think I listened to it like a million times wow. in, like, in like a day, like just straight through. Oh, um, man. That's the thing about K-pop, right? Like it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's so addicting. It's yeah. just they put it on. They have the start. Like it didn't sound like they write their own music. I don't know. But then they've got like the rap. They've got the rapper of the group. Yeah. Then they've got like the the vocalizer. They've got the leader of the group. I always think that stuff is kind of funny. Where they yeah. kind of like they got the dancer. Into, they got the, yeah. the 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 funny one on shows. Like they, yeah. they everyone has their role to play, as right? their role. And it's like I don't know if it's real or not. But I twice is one of my favorites just because they got they got three Japanese chicks and then they got a girl from Taiwan. So yeah. they're like. I, I don't know if I should say diverse, but from a perspective of Korean pop, they I mean, are it, diverse. It's, it's definitely intentional, right? It's right. definitely like if, when we go when we go to Japan or when we go to Taiwan or when we go to Korea, like there are going to be hitters in terms of like right. talking and and the the people that or the the specific members that people of those specific countries will like, and it, it'll give carve them a path into that country a lot easier because you have those. Yeah, it's like Lisa. Nationalities. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like she really just just blows it all up. Yeah, I think that's yeah, twi- I fell yeah, I fell in love with Twice off of it. and their vlogs are hilarious. Like that's probably another one I could probably throw up there. It's just yeah. like you just the the rabbit hole you talked about earlier is just yeah. <laughs> it's just vast. YouTube is a is a deep hole of It's a dark place. It's a dark place of just all of a sudden I'm watching live performances and then I'm watching them on shows. It's just like <laughs> and it's 2 a.m. <laughs> all right all right my number three um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go throwback here is um for me it's it's when what's when sistar came out oh because sistar, yeah because i think f- for their music it's like the perfect summer music it's like they come out every summer like that was their thing until they disbanded but it was every summer their music's out and it just is one of those songs that you always hear at beaches uh, right. like outdoor spots it's just like one of those things and they're freaking catchy so freaking catchy 
uh, I think that's where it started too with like for you with twice like it for me it was it was the sistar songs that just got me like and then I know most Asian guys that were in that K-pop phase for them was like when sistar 19 first dropped it was just like that was a game changer for them yeah right that yeah. was that was the moment <laughs> yeah it was uh it, it, and and like I've it, it's it's a uh... It's a factory. That's what I keep saying. It's like they just churn them out. I saw today. I saw today that they had like a K-pop university or something. What? Like were there? Were the? Were there like? Yeah, I saw it was on like the my favorite my favorite Twitter account, all K-pop. Shout out to all K-pop. Yeah, they had uh, like a K-pop university where they like they just like oh we just had our first girl group that we've like graduated and I'm just what? like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, like this is insane. Um, so it's just uh. It's it's nuts, man. It, it, it's nuts. It's nuts. I think for me, one of the biggest moments too is is probably um, OSTs. Mm. Like K-pop moment would be OSTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ninety percent of my playlist is OSTs. So it's like Ailee or Ailee, right? I use on some of them. She's on she's on Crash Landing soundtrack. Uh, yep. Davici, right? Classic. Um, it's just like where I started learning about these artists. Um, and I'm just like, oh, like Yoonji is one of my favorites. She's from A Pink. Um, mm-hmm. She's actually might be my favorite. Um, she's an incredible voice, and just like you just hear them on on OSTs, and I'm just over here shazamming, <laughs> you know, while the OSTs going on. Like that's that's probably like that's how I like really really got into it. And here's the thing, like OSTs is not the same as like music that that normal bands push out. Yeah, it it's not. It's it's it, like, it, it, totally different. Yeah, I mean it's it's geared towards whatever you're watching, right? Because it has to it has to fit in with the right. drama. You're not you're... playing. You're not playing. Uh, uh, you know, you're not playing. This is what's what's a Blackpink song? I was trying to name a Blackpink song. Like how how uh, whatever. You're not playing a yeah. Blackpink song during yeah, an yeah. OST. You're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you might get it as background music if they're like at a club or something in you know in that specific scene. Like at a sports game, like yeah. how you like it is what I was thinking. Like <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, played yeah. how you like it at a sport, yeah. like out like b- cutting into a commercial. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you ain't getting that. But oh damn, that's a good one. OSTs, OSTs are classic. Holy crap! Yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that. Um, I think, uh, I think for the next one for me, uh, the biggest thing is, I mean, I'm, this is gonna sound like super like Korea Pride and all that, but when it started hitting the mainstream, like just overall, when when people started when you started hearing it at like restaurants or like when you're out shopping and like you know those stores are playing it just in the background music right 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 right. that's the moment where you're like holy crap like this is not just like a me thing or a korea pearson thing like this is like people definitely are enjoying this music across the board like realistically when people told me that like bts was blowing up i was like ah yeah it's probably one of those psi things like you know just just a one-year one-off you know size uh you know Gangnam style like this is right, the Gangnam right, right, style right. for be- like boy bands but like it hasn't <laughs> it has not stopped and that's like crazy to me just to like go out and like you'll hear bts songs just playing in korean i'm like oh okay i'm here for it i think uh i i, I see i don't feel that obviously i'm chinese so it doesn't hit the same um i i, I think it's also like the music that that goes mainstream that is just not the music that I, the Korean music that I like is not mainstream. Right? Yeah, like yeah. outside of the OST stuff. Like I don't listen to Blackpink that much. I don't listen to BTS. Like I don't really care about BTS. Like so, like Gangnam Style didn't like that song. Like though <laughs> that type of K-pop is not the one I like. Like I like yeah, Davichi. Yeah, yeah. 
Like yeah, when yeah. Davici comes out with a song, like when she's on an OST, like that's my stuff, right? So yeah. So I think for me, like that's that's like kind of the difference is, is as you know, it's like kind of the softer. Like I like the acoustic. Yeah. Like Yunji will do like live acoustic, like, like uh, singing, and I'm just like that's my stuff. Like same yeah. with IU, where it's just like super. Uh, Mel, no idea what they're saying, but I feel like I kind of know what they're saying. Uh, so really, that's at uh, this point. At this point, I think you you can kind of like take a stab at like what is, what could this song possibly be talking about, and you're probably like ninety percent right. <laughs> uh, that's it's like I'll, I'll do it while running. Really, that's like the crazy part. It's like K-pop is so like it's so uh, the stuff that I used to do is like soothing, right? So it's like it's like hey, it could be depressing lyrics. I wouldn't know. I'm I'm super curious as how you can run to that stuff because that's like that's like sad stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know what's being said. <laughs> oh shoot! All right. I mean, I let me ask you a follow up to that. Then, when you when you listen to that type of Korean music, are you one of those guys that just like listens to the music, or do the certain like moments of like the music video or like the show, like does the image pop in your mind as soon as you're like the intro oh. kicks in you're like oh that's the, that's that scene like that's oh, there hun- i mean come on 100% that's a great fucking that's a great question 100 like again like my the songs i listen to all from uh, all from uh, all from shows right so yeah. like i'll know like i think startup has one of the best like OSTs yeah, yeah. that i've ever heard like it it's like it's just hitter after hitter like every song and and they've also got like an all star cast on that thing um and so yeah, yeah, like I think of that immediately. Also, can we talk about how like there are there are songs like that there are like Korean agencies that are just feuding with Spotify, so that now I have to subscribe to both Apple and Spotify <laughs> to get my fill. Like it just hurts. Like I can't listen to IU A Pink because like yeah, they're I, because they're not on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hurts. <laughs> I know, Pain. I know. Andy, you were upset with that, and like we were texting about it. It's just like. I was like looking. I had like when when the moment you said that, like I looked up like on the Korean news. Like, what is the, what is what? Can I alleviate the pain that Andy is going through? Like with any yeah. any insider information? I guess I, they just still haven't figured it out. I mean, it's a money thing, so who knows when they'll figure that out? Yeah, but I'm great. sure they'll have to at some point. It, yeah, it's too big. It's too big. It's too, too much. It's too much money. It's too much yeah. money involved. Oh man! All right, I think we're are we on our last one. I think we're on our last one. I think we're on. Yeah, I think five. last one. Yeah, I, I, I flew by. So last one for me probably is just, um, f- it's just finding the band like my favorite bands. I think would be like the the final like the final mm-hmm. one. Like, um, I think A Pink is probably my favorite band. Um, and uh, yeah, they they're more old school. That's the thing. Like they're more old. They don't do K-pop like that anymore. In my opinion, you're gonna have to yeah, correct yeah. me. But like that type of K-pop is just like. I think I think like when you talk about like tropes that are being overdone, I think that type of K-pop singing as like is like has been done. Like that was like early 2010s yeah. kind of yeah. K-pop. They came that, in on like that that tail end of that style of like the mid 2000s to the early 2010s. It's like cutesy, kind of like very soft, like like it's like springtime, summertime, yeah. <laughs> leaves falling type of music. You know, it's like yeah, that the cherry A-Pink. blossoms in the air <laughs> falling with the wind. You know, now, now I'm thinking of Japan, like you know, yeah, cherry yeah. blossoms, but we're talking about different things. Yeah. But uh, like I think that's like. That, like that type of like lovelies is another one like those yeah, are my yeah, two yeah, favorite yeah. ones like they're kind of similar and they're kind of fading away now um but like i but like i just recently got onto like mamamoo which is like their voices are incredible a little bit too strong but like, incredible yeah. yeah um but i think that's probably the last one it's just like finding some of these like older k-pop music that that i really like nowadays everybody just kind of sounds like it's just so like 
<laughs> it it just, sounds all similar. Yeah, it's just so no, but it's like so like, it's it's very loud. It's very strong. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I know we'll stick to IU. Could, as as <laughs> IU's album is coming out in a couple of weeks, so we'll just we'll wait for that. Yeah. And hopefully it'll be hopefully it'll be fantastic. Well, you'll get it on Apple Music, <laughs> not on Spotify. <laughs> I'm subscribed. I'm ready. <laughs> oh shoot! All right. Well, uh, I mean, we've been chatting for an hour. I think we. I think we chatted about K-pop for like 45 minutes. <laughs> really, really get the people what they want. Someone's going to listen to this. They're going to be like, oh, I came here for like Andy's takes on like the Warriors or maybe his takes on like Cal Basketball and, you know, his like his light years version of Cal Basketball. But no, 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 we're not here for that. At least not today. Today is is merely just for our pure enjoyment yes. of talking about this and recording this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, if you want the Warrior stuff, you can always go to Light Years Podcast or you can come back, you know, either way. I'm good yeah. with it. Well, uh, Andy, uh, there's one section that we do at the very end, which we call the victory canon, right? And it's something that we've started up uh, just a couple weeks ago uh, where we basically tell our listeners like, hey, this is what I'm reading. This is what I'm listening to. This is where I'm eating or anything of that sort that you kind of just want to recommend and throw out into the universe. Um, do you have anything that you want to fire out of the victory canon for this week? Oh man, this is just this is anything. Like you could ask me for a specific restaurant, I could have yeah. like come prepared with that a specific show, you know, a specific DJ. I always thinking about talking about that. But here, here's what I go. With. Here's what I go. With. Okay. Uh, I'll go. I love sunsets. Pretty corny, you know. After <laughs> if you've gotten this far in the podcast, like you'll know. Like, of course, <laughs> I love sunsets. Um, so I'll talk about a spot that I like. So. For people, if you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, or just significant other, um, or you just want to go on a f- second date, don't do this on a first date. It's a lot. Maybe maybe third date, right? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could do a picnic up on the spot. But uh, great spot. You go up Highway 1, um, and you pretty much just drive up. And you're just – it's on the way to Santa Cruz, right? You're going past uh, – you're going past um, – um, you're going past, uh, God, I can't even, I can't even remember, but like Oyster, Oyster House, you're going back a yeah, lot yeah, of these yeah, spots yeah. on the way there, um, towards the Pacifica and you'll see this kind of, uh, and when you pass a tunnel, you just know you'll pass a tunnel from, from San Francisco. It's about like 30 minutes. So you'll pass a tunnel, uh, on highway one on the way to Santa Cruz. Like that's really, that's really all you need to know. Once you pass the tunnel, you'll hit, you'll hit a side of a dirt path. Uh, and, and you look over to the side and it's just a huge, vast view of the ocean. It's just the ocean, like just, <laughs> it's, massive. Just, it's just a drop off. It's and just, just a just drop the- off, right? It's incredible. And, uh, and there's a parking lot there. So you'll be able to see the parking lot, but you literally just pull over in the parking lot, park there. And, uh, it's just got a view of the like entire, I don't even know what ocean it is. Who knows? Pacific Atlantic Indian. I have no idea, but it's, <laughs> it's just an incredible view. Um, you can watch the sunset from there. It's it's amazing. It sets right in front of you. Um, and if you're living in SF, it's literally only like 30 plus minutes away. So big sunset guy. If you don't want to do all that, I would suggest going to Fort Funston. Another great spot. You go to Fort Funston, just walk around there. Uh, great sunset. Very quiet. Not windy. Um, so there are spots there that you can go to. So that's my that's my uh, that's my victory cannon segment for you. Oh. Go catch oh. a sunset. Let's go my, catch a sunset. And then, so we got daylight saving coming up. Sunsets are going to be at seven o'clock. You can get off of work. That Look is that. true. That is yeah. true. It's almost there. You know what? I'm, my victory cannon. I didn't wasn't even thinking of this, but I'm going to go off of what Andy said. And uh, my victory cannon for this is 
probably the most beautiful Taco Bell in the world. And if you live in the Bay Area, you know exactly which Taco Bell I'm talking about. But certain people in the Bay Area don't know this spot, which is basically on that same route, like down and right in Pacifica. There's that Taco Bell right off the, the road, like next to a beach. The most like the the most beautiful place you can drink a Baja Blast, in my opinion. It's just that Taco Bell. It's, it's, just, it's right there. So literally, I should have said that. It's like 10 minutes past that. Yeah, that's so you literally. Get, you, yeah, yeah. You get your you get your chalupa or your Mexican pizza. Actually, R.I.P. Mexican pizza is no longer at Taco Bell. But you, you get your drink or whatever you want at Taco Bell. Sit there for a little bit, and then you drive down to Andy's spot to watch the to watch the sunset. There you go. We I have mean, planned out a second date for there you, everyone that lives in the Bay Area. It's done. Wow. Look at <laughs> us. Look at us. Look at us. That's incredible. Uh, uh, I, I'm, that's the meme I'm going to use, or that's the gif I'm going to use. Just the. The Paul Rudd. Look at us. Yep. thought? Look at us. Not me. You just fit. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We did it all. That's great, man. Good stuff. Oh, uh, shoot. Well, um, Andy, I appreciate the time. This was super fun. Um, I hope we can do this again. Uh, you know, there was – actually, sorry. I'm going to backtrack here. There was one question that people wanted me to ask you. Oh. There was one question that people wanted me to ask you. Before we close, and this is from a Cal perspective, how do we get Jalen Brown on the Warriors? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> here's the thing about Jalen Brown. He coming out of college, I I fought the last time I covered the uh, last time I tracked college basketball was literally when Jalen Brown play, played because yeah. they had those um, recruits, right? It was Brown, yeah. Rob, Rab, yeah, 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 yeah. Rab, um, Crab. Yeah. Was it Crab? Crab was before, but it was like Wallace, Matthews, Bird. That's what it was. Yeah. Bird, that, Jabari uh, Bird. Jabari Bird. Yeah. He was supposed to be nice. So really only really only Jalen came out of that and ended up being yeah. great. The thing about Jalen Brown is he came out of uh, college into the NBA and really wasn't supposed to be as good as he is today, at least in my opinion. Like he was kind of a high risk, uh, high like he was drafted high by Boston and he really, he figured it out and now he's incredible. Um, here's the thing about the Warriors. I don't know if they had. To, I don't know if the Warriors have that type of development to figure that out with those guys. So really, the best way is they got to trade for Jalen. But the thing about Jalen in Boston is that Boston never wants to trade those guys unless, like, they're like the Warriors, right? The Warriors doesn't want don't want to trade Wiseman in the Minnesota pick unless they get Joel Embiid in return. Like they wouldn't right. do it for Bradley Beal. Think about Boston, same thing. Like they're not trading Jalen Brown uh, unless they're getting like Kevin Durant in return. And it's like, dude, it's unrealistic. Like they had Brooklyn pick it, they wouldn't trade it for anything. And that Brooklyn pick ended up being nothing. It ended up yeah. being like Colin Sexton or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. so, I, Jalen Brown, by himself is probably like a top ten trade asset right now. Um, and combined with Boston being a team that just overvalues their players, I gotta tell you, I don't know. I I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. Even if you offer Clay Wiseman. Draymond, Minnesota pick. Like, I don't even know if Boston would do that. You know, throw him Steph Curry, maybe. But uh, but Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown really is the perfect Warriors, though. He perfect Warriors player. Like, he's super intelligent on the court, super intelligent off the court. Mm-hmm. Really, the thing with Jalen Brown is, uh, I think he's like genuinely smart off the court. Like, he genuinely knows what he's talking about. Uh, socioeconomic, I really social social issues. Um, I think a lot of the times, a lot of these NBA players don't really know and they don't say anything, and I think that's completely fair. Same with me. What do I know? <laughs> right? And and with Jalen Brown, when he talks, you're like, shit. 
Like he is truly probably like one of the smartest NBA like players in the league. Yeah. Like genuinely. So he he's an awesome guy, man. Unfortunately, I don't know how it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. There's no realistic path unless he's a free agent and he decides to sign with the Warriors. No realistic path as of right now. But you heard it here. Andy wants basically wants him as a warrior. He says he's the he's the best type of Warriors player. He they would can be. Have. He would be even more so than Jason Tatum, in my opinion. Like he just he just yeah he doesn't need the ball enough. Um and and he just really matured into an off like off the dribble. His handle is just incredible now for what he was beforehand. I did not see it coming. And really, the handle was the part where it didn't make sense. He just didn't have that few. It seemed like, but now yeah, he well, just oh. well that and the three point shooting that yeah. that just out of nowhere. So well. That's it. That was the last question. Um, cool. I think we closed, but oh well. <laughs> if you want to listen to more Andy's stuff, you can get it at Light Years Pod, and you can follow him on Twitter as well. Is there any other place, Andy, where they can uh, consume your talking? If you if you consume those two, that's really right. I, I hope you don't consume those more than those two. Honestly, you don't even have to follow me. Just If you listen to the podcast, yeah, that's it. I appreciate it, Rob, man. You're, you're the man. Um, uh, this is awesome. This has been great. So I'm happy to come back anytime. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks again. And as always, 